Hello and welcome to Top Fives, the show of everything Top Fives, presented by the Sex Effects. I'm Joy Prati. And I'm Sean Day. And today we have an ultra special show, probably the specialist show we've ever had before. Shawnee, would you like to do the introductions? Uh, we've been thinking about this for a while. Uh, my dad has been listening to this show for a bit, and I'm sure he's been showing us our support as Absolutely. a... As a <laughs> As a key person in, in my life, and of course, you know, having Joy here too. Um, yeah, I have my father, Mr. Michael Day. Sir Michael Day. The great Mike Day. The great Mike Day. Hello at whatever time, and in whatever time zone you're at listening to this podcast, and I'm here to really lower the overall tone and uh, general <laughs> content uh, of this thing, if that's humanly possible. I, I don't know that it is. Um. <laughs> this may be the longest that this podcast has gone without Joey saying fucking or fuck at the beginning of a sentence. So we're going to work on that one today as we're, well. We're going we're gonna to fucking see. <laughs> we're going to be, uh, we're going to censor ourselves as much as we can. Because <laughs> that's uh, how we exercise freedom of speech, guys. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Don't let anyone take away your first amendment, right? Um but anyway, before before we get on to our exciting top five, which it is, it's an exciting one, I think. This is a good list. Um, Shawnee, how are you, Mr. Day? How are you doing? Well, I think we're all doing really good right now. <laughs> yes. Uh, we've just been having some fun this morning, and it's uh, the day after Thanksgiving, so we're all tripped to fanned out and full of turkey. Uh, I've been having all kinds of other fun. Uh, but nothing to match what you guys usually do. So <laughs> I look forward to hearing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks. Thanksgiving, we had uh, turkey sandwiches today. Yeah. And then we're just hanging out in the Mission District today too, as well. So It'll be turkey soup tomorrow. Turkey, turkey soup tomorrow. Something else. All the other things you can make turkey with. Right on. Yeah. And what then, have you guys uh, been up to? Hey, I haven't seen Joey in a I couple know. days here. This is like uh, a thing we never get to do uh, usually. We We've podcast um, in the same room together, man. Me and your dad were talking before we recorded. This has been, uh, I think this is only our second time recording in the same. In the same, yeah, in the same location. Place, yeah. We did so, the Star Wars when we saw yes, Star Wars yeah. together, yeah. Um, which um, was amazing. But it's good to see you, man. I'm really happy. It's good to see. It's good to see both of you guys. Yeah, this is great because really you know sometimes I see you, but you know then other times I don't see you. So it's true. This is great. Yeah, and we get. I can't believe we're doing this on a you know was it a Friday afternoon? It's Black, Black Friday. Friday. Yeah, and, and there's uh, nothing racial about that. You literally go to the store and you get presents. You get a black <laughs> eye, and then you get a present. Black Friday. They caught up this year though, because like uh, Simon and I, my brother, we went to Target last night, and they opened it early. And, you know, we we didn't want to go until a little bit later because we want to spend time with our family and everything. But um, it's funny how they, they open those things. So And you would think there's a lot of people there, but no one's there at one o'clock in the morning or whatever. So Really? Yeah. Maybe it's because Monterey only has like one, one fucking target yeah, one or two target targets. Area. But, I mean, I remember going, like, driving home after Thanksgiving and, like, getting home. Me and Brendan would be like, fuck it, let's do it. We were out from... Like two in the morning till about two in the afternoon. One Black Friday, it was this bad day. Uh, it was a good day, but exhausting, exhausting. on the soul. Yeah, it's probably pretty telling though that there were two people there that you knew. Uh, so oh yeah, yeah. It's just, maybe it's just like a group of people that want to go to Target at one thirty in the morning. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's just kind of like the taco place around the corner. Let's just say that place is open twenty four hours, but there's always like that peak hour in the middle of the night, like say one or two o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've done a couple times. There's like thousands yeah. of people there. No, not thousands of people, but 
Um, yeah, but a few people. But a few people, yeah. for sure. Well, excellent. I'm glad we're all we're all doing well. Um, and I think um, we can we can move on in into our lists. Um, and we thought a lot about what would be the most appropriate list uh, for our guest. Yes. Um, and we decided on uh, be name your top five favorite live shows you've been to mm-hmm. uh, in your lifetime. And I, I know, especially for my dad, has seen so much music in his uh, many years. Of being in, uh, growing up in the Just UK. Just be careful now. Be careful now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was really fortunate. I think to I know you guys know this uh, to to have grown up not only in a great place for music, Sheffield, England, where we had uh, a, a thriving musical community right there. Uh, some of whom went on to become very successful. Some who didn't become so successful. But every night, almost, you could go watch a great gig, and then. At the time, the late seventies, you know, uh, it was it was a great time for 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 music for me. It was the birth of the punk era, and really a, a huge transition in in not only musical sensibility but also the way people uh, acted socially. Uh, I think it was a very important time, and uh, and and bringing together musical genres that were quite different, like reggae music played was a really big piece of of punk rock. So it was a great time and a great place, and I went to some really fun gigs. But not all the gigs are from that that time that I'll talk about. Yeah. Right on. Cool. So do I, you want top five, how do you guys do this? So we start at number five, or if, you know, it doesn't have to be in any order if, no pressure. Um, but uh, I guess maybe we should go first so that you can yeah. you can have the first best, yeah, you know. First. Yeah. You can end the end how, our list. how we're going to do it is we've probably been to the same concerts together, uh, so we I think collectively we're going to put together our our top five and we'll yeah. switch off exactly. So yeah, so you'll um, do you'll get five, three, one, and I'll get uh, yeah. four and two. I don't know which in order. <laughs> I'll just try and trump you with every one of yeah. them. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure like, some of these shows con- fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure some of these concerts we're going to mention you've probably been at them because yeah. you used to take us to those concerts. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So, uh, which is, I'm really happy that you, uh, you know, gave us that music at, you know, so such a young age. And well, if, and if, if there are some that I was at, yeah. then don't mind if I add a few, you know, a little flowery commentary on top of this whole thing. <laughs> Fantastic. So we were young and done. <laughs> what yeah. Right. Well, Shawnee, if you'd like to lead us off. Oh, yeah. Um, this one, I know in particular order, I'm sure it's probably be higher on our list. Uh, this is one I remember you took us to uh, Blink-182 concert, the Pop Disaster Tour with uh, Green Day and Jimmy, Jimmy World. World. Jimmy World opened. And this is like 2003? 2003? 2003? It's, I think it's three. Because, uh, yeah, it would have been that school that, year. Yeah, the time. It was April, release. so it was... yeah. When they released those records too, as well. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, my dad took me for my birthday. <laughs> that, yeah, I was just gonna say that was yeah. your birthday. And uh, yeah, uh, you fought, picked gonna, like a couple of friends. To I'm come gonna start with my favorite story. Oh god, I, okay. That, that concert, Let's just pass this one to my no, that, <laughs> So that, that concert, it was your birthday, but you were still at, at uh, Our Lady of Mercy. You were still in grade, so you're in grade school. school. Yeah, so still quite young. So going to see a show like Green Day and Blink One Eighty Two, I kind of figured. 
you know, I didn't want all all the kids going home to the parents and you know saying, "Oh, that was the greatest show ever." Fuck, 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 or something like that. So, uh, so I told the parents, "Hey, listen, we're going to this show. It's it's kind of an adult show. So, you know, if you're not comfortable with your kids, you know, maybe hearing some uh, some bad language, then don't let them go." Everybody said okay. So I was thinking, okay, I've sorted that out. At least that's not so bad. And it's good parenting the, right there, guys. Yeah, we get to the show, and of course, there's I think there are three bands on. Uh, Jimmy Eat World, then Jimmy Green Eat World Day. Was first. So yeah. the lights go down for Jimmy Eat World, and everybody starts smoking weed. And you guys are like, "Oh, is that marijuana, Mister Day?" And I was like, "I don't know. It might be. So don't inhale and don't tell your parents, okay?" So that goes on. Then, then uh, Green Day with a second band on, I think, and yeah, then Blink, awesome. Blink Headline. So things are going pretty well, not being too much foul language. And then Blink-182 come on. And I remember they had the also Sprack Zarathustra, you know, the dum, 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 bom, 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 bom. Oh, yeah. It's the epic and then the entrance. curtains, <laughs> right, goes, da-da, curtains drop. And in giant 20-foot flames at the back of the stage, it just said, fuck. And you all went. That's so cool, and I knew every parent was going to hear that story. When oh, they got home. Yeah. You'll never believe what happened at the at the show. There was a giant flaming fuck right at the back of the stage, and it's like they wouldn't be able to get away with it because it was just telling the story of what really happened. <laughs> so that was one of my forays. Where I, that was a great gig, but I, that was that's my recollection of that gig. Is I remember that one thing happening. Yeah. Being a parent, that's, that's a, but thank you so much for taking us to that concert because yeah, that, that was, really got us into that music and. Uh, our bands, you know, together. And yeah. That's playing and everything. So big influence, big influence. Yes. Yeah. Three good bands as well. Three good bands. Very good. Uh, bands. Green day was killing it. I believe they were the MVP of the night. Yeah. They're, they were. <laughs> no, the guy operating the flames at the back of the stage yeah. was the MVP of the night. You know, yeah. what's funny. I, I mean, I haven't, I wanted, I want to see blank. Uh, I think they're done with their U S tour already, but they're yeah. in the UK right now, but I want to see them because they are bringing back that fuck sign for no. part of their set they keep no. doing it yeah that's they, so cool it's like a piece they always put back in their shows every now and then yeah. that's awesome so it's funny when they when they play some songs with that I should be able to have a little tear roll out of the side of my eye when I see that thing <laughs> yeah it's like throwback it's a great to the side. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. I guess that, so that's uh, the, that concert I, I greatly remember just because it's I guess one of my earlier experiences of um, going to see music live music and uh, for ba- those three bands that night that really influenced, I think, how we approach music and, and play and everything. So. Address the audience, all that. Yeah. Yeah. And all my uh, profanity from that, too, as well. Whatever. Like, you're the one who cusses. It's all yeah. me, man. <laughs> Although they kind of say it's usually from your father, so. Uh, uh, <laughs> my dad. Fucking dad just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. But yeah, it was a really good concert. So that was a, that was a really good show, actually. Yeah, yeah. I was just amazed how many uh, Blink always had other good bands playing with them. So that time we saw them with No Doubt. Yeah, No Doubt. Yeah. No Doubt. Yeah. yeah. Weezer. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Um, Mr. Jay, what yeah. is your number five favorite show you've ever been to? So not in any particular order, because I, I think that would be really hard. Uh, but I, uh, Cabaret Voltaire. Uh, Cabaret Voltaire are little known outside of Europe, uh, particularly in this country, uh, but a, uh, an electronic band uh, that did a lot of uh, really early creative work uh, with distortion and stuff like that. And uh, 
I'll never forget going to see them at Sheffield University uh, with a band called Throbbing Gristle, who were super weird <laughs> and got weirder uh, as the as the night wore on. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but it was uh, it was almost like a you were almost hypnotized by this music. It was incredibly uh, like nothing you'd ever heard before and completely crazy. And and this was kind of. At the same time as punk was really happening, there was also this really cool uh, electronic music scene coming out that spawned bands like Depeche Mode and things like that later on. But Cabaret Voltaire were, were a local band for us, and uh, I mean, I love them. Your Uncle Sean, my brother, adore, still does adore them and still, I think, communicates with some of the band. But that was just, it was just like, it was so radically different. Uh, there were a lot. the The students' union had some unbelievable bands on at that time, so it was a great place to go hang out. And so this was two super weird bands that just you left there kind of feeling like you'd been orally assaulted, uh, but at the same time you were you were just buzzing from this incredible experience. I think it also might have been the ion generator that Throbbing Gristle had that was pumping out positive ions into the audience as well. So that was the kind of crazy stuff that happened at those gigs. But that was, and, and you know, uh, an example, if anybody wants to listen, just, you know, Google Cabaret Voltaire, Nag Nag Nag, and it's just an amazing song. So good, good kind of little reference point there. Cool. So that would be one of my five. Right on. Are they, uh, are they still playing uh, Cabaret? Uh, not as a band, but the individuals are still involved in a variety of different projects in different places. And uh, yeah, I mean, they they did some they did some really amazing and different stuff, and and it's 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 kind of hard to get into, to be honest. You yeah. gotta you gotta devote some time, <laughs> and maybe let it you know build up. Uh, so they were a Sheffield band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and one of the first, uh, or one of the certainly at that time, they had their own recording studio in Sheffield as well, called Western Works. Okay. And so they were, you know, they were kind of like self-produced, uh, self-published, and everything. And they were kind of like almost like the, they were like the epitome of a garage band, you know, really. Only it was completely different type of music, but but really cool stuff. And and uh, I think you know way before Nine Inch Nails or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, and they were heavily influenced by other bands, a lot of them out of Germany and those areas like Kraftwerk and people like that, but it kind of also taken it to a completely different level. And so there was a whole bunch of bands spawned around them and did variations on a theme kind of thing. But Cabaret Voltaire for me were like, they were there at the beginning doing this really revolutionary almost uh, music. That's yeah. awesome. Cool nice. stuff. See that that's been a band you always uh, influence, you know, from and you know, talk about. So. Yeah, um, and especially it kind of reflects that time, you know, the that time of uh, electronic music and you know those uh, German influences yeah. coming in. Uh, and, and and out of that same scene in Sheffield, you know, there's a band called Vice Versa. They ended up becoming ABC. Yeah, yeah. The Human League when they started out. If you listen to their early stuff, you know, it was much more. Uh, Less poppy, synthesized, pop, yeah, yeah, a little bit, you know, a bit more raw, maybe. So, yeah. so, so that stuff all all came out of that same place, and that, and those were some of the influences that we, you know. So you got this very diverse set of influences. One night you'd be watching, you know, a punk rock band, and the next night you're watching Cabaret Voltaire, and and then you know, and then the next night you were watching Clock DVA, who were just this, you know, 
another unbelievably industrial kind of band with crazy sax all you know <laughs> on loops and stuff like that but it's really awesome cool that's cool diversity in music that's that's always yeah. a good thing too diversify yeah. your music <laughs> diversify <laughs> So yeah, check that out. That's cool. Check that's it. A good, that's a good uh, top five. Right so Joey, you're number four. I have number, number four. four. Um, so this is going to be another one that, that you took us to. Um, Sum 41 was the headliner. Oh. Um, the starting line opened was the opening opening act. And I believe No Use for a Name was the oh, second. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. And... I just remember seeing starting line and nobody had heard about these guys. We hadn't heard about them anything and they were fucking awesome. And the the lead singer, I believe was also the bassist and he was what? 16. We were 14, I think when we, and you know, bought their CD and it's one of the great, great pop punk records that came out of that little time period. And um, I mean, some 41 was great. I remember them just chucking their guitars off to the side (laughs) of the stage and then you just see a guitar flying and the guy catches it and starts playing. It's amazing shit. But uh, for me, it was starting line, like seeing that. They had and, you know, such an energy. Yeah. When they yeah. Play. And uh, that was, yeah, that was like when they're first coming out. So like, yeah, you, know, you see their now their career. And was that a shoreline as well? That was at the Warfield. Warfield. Yeah. Warfield. Um, yeah. I yeah. think that might've been my first time at the fucking Warfield. At the Warfield. And yeah. I think it's might be, I mean, the film is fucking great, but the Warfield, no matter where you are, it you can good. see the stage perfectly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, while we're talking about the Warfield, I should mention, because it won't be on our list because we weren't there together, but you and me were there together, yeah. Arctic Monkeys. And, that was um, pretty epic. That was very epic. It was right after their second album dropped, and then I remember them opening with This House is a Circus. And, um, and Those then, guys stood in front of us with giant clouds of <laughs> weed smoke. Man, yeah, you couldn't... Oh, it was a, And you pointed out your, your buddy... Um, and uh, and we got to meet them after the show. So, so the, the, the Arctic Monkeys are from Sheffield, and I'm from Sheffield originally. And obviously, I would be too old to know the Arctic Monkeys. But a friend of mine, who also played an electronic band called Vitamin Z, Jeff Baradale, was their manager. And uh, I spotted him at the gig, and I said to Joey, God, that looks just like my friend back there. So afterwards, we went into the backstage area, knocked on the door, and, and I said, uh, is Jeff Baradale there? And the guy said... Uh, who's asking? I said, tell him it's Daisy from Sheffield. That was my nickname back in Sheffield. And Jeff came running out with a bottle of scotch and three glasses. <laughs> Joey was too young to drink at the time. So we went backstage basically and hung out and, uh, with the Arctic Monkeys and and uh, had a good chat. It was a good time. So Very, yeah, very good time. Pretty interesting. That was, uh, that was me being able to fulfill a dream for Joey. It was like the Make-A-Wish Foundation. <laughs> it was embarrassing for me because I was wearing their t-shirt that I bought at the show. Oh. Which you never want. Like, oh, yeah. this yeah. isn't my identity. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this isn't me. I always thought I'd look a lot cooler when I met you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was... Uh, so that's my number four. And, you know, That's a good show, man. Yeah. yeah. Starting Line. Yeah, those yeah. bands. No use for name. I never really heard of them before seeing that, that yeah. show. So, And then... Uh, Some forty one, freaking blew out. Yeah, they're amazing. And they, right now they're uh, they just released a new record. Oh, um, really? They brought back the original guitar player. Nice. Um, uh, and then I think the only person that's not uh, there is still the band member or the uh, drummer. Oh, okay. Uh, whatever his name, uh, Steve. Steve. I never knew any of that yeah. except for he looked like Derek. Steve. He looked like Steve O. One of the guy <laughs> called Cole, the the bass player for Some Forty One. 
I only knew of Derek Wilby, and that's because yeah. he like almost yeah. died. If it's a fact check, guys. Well, yes, we we're, Google we're it messing quick. up with the uh, <laughs> the uh, yeah, some four one lineup right now. But anyways, um, yeah, great. I'm just happy they're kind of back together and nice. playing. And you know, I think this pop punk revival is coming. You know, people still love listening to the pop yeah. punk, especially our generation. I guess revolutions. Uh, yeah. Revolutions. <laughs> so uh, you follow? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Mr. A, what is your number four favorite show? Okay, so this is kind of funny because uh, it's not a repeat of what you said, but ironically, this is a band that we've all seen together. I mean, and I would have to say, anybody who knows me knows that I love the Buzzcocks, and uh, I mean, I've probably seen them. I don't know so many times I can't even count now we went to see them in LA Sean at the Fonda at the Fonda Theatre yeah. and we saw them at Slim's together yeah. uh, and, and I would just say that every show that I've ever seen of theirs has always been top quality uh, you know they kind of almost to me define pop punk they, they are yeah. the, the yardstick by which I measure all other pop punk bands because they're so their songs are so well crafted uh, they tell a story and they really, I think, are uh, just wonderful little three-minute, you know, uh, dirges of, of pop punk. So for me, you know, I think every show I've been to for the Buzzcocks is just as good as the last one. Uh, but I remember we went to see them at Slim's, and it was kind of cool. We're all in the mosh pit together and everything. And it was just like, you know, that's how you should be at a show. You should. It doesn't matter how old you are. It's just like you should be having just the greatest time. And that was like so cool. Yeah, got the I got the coolest dad. He can uh, mosh pit. <laughs> mosh pit. And, uh, and I'm, I'm like the next time, I'm like, oh, my knees are aching. And, oh, I've got bad back. Well, I just I remember being at that show because you know I hadn't been out to a show in a long time, and just I think we jumped up and had more energy at that show than we had when we were, you know, teenagers and shit. Yeah. And uh do we did we see my cousin Mickey at that Mickey show? Was there, yeah, yeah, Mickey was there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mickey was okay. there. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, that was great. So that you know, every show of the bus coach I guess would be in my top five. Um, but but I think uh, you know, uh, that was kinda cool because we were all there together. That so. was really and we went to that uh that one uh bar right bar. beforehand. Yeah. And I'm sure it went to one after, I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we did. You yeah, know, right? yeah, yeah. I was in that bar just the other day. <laughs> <laughs> that one bar, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Tell them that joke. Right. Yeah. So that's uh, that's my four. Excellent. Okay. And then it's your three. Three. Uh, what was the one I was thinking about the other day? Oh, we we li- we were talking to each other and we list kind of like ones that we've been together. So here's one. This is uh, Arctic Monkeys at the Fox Theater in Oakland. We saw them Ooh, which when, which time we when they released AM. I thought fantastic, that was a that fantastic, was an excellent time show. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was what 2013. 13, 14, 13. 13, yeah, yeah. November. So I believe it yeah. was this weekend. This t- yeah, three this years time, ago, time of the year too. Um, yeah, that was an excellent show. You came and met us at our place. And we headed over. Yeah, there yeah. Time. It was a lot of fun because you know I guess uh, they released AM. That's like what their fourth or fifth studio. Fifth. Fifth studio album. Uh, so they have such a catalog of songs in the Arctic Monkeys. I mean, I do love their first record and the type of songs and the energy from that. Yeah. Um, but it's also the, now they have this catalog of, you know, great songs that they can play live. Um, it was really cool to see that set list and to see, you know, the, um, I wasn't really sure what they were going to play that night. You know, usually they kind of hit it with a couple songs from, you know, Fair Worst Nightmare. And then, especially when they release a new record with AM, yeah, yeah. 
So the um, Fox Theater is really cool as well. It's a cool theater, and man. it's yeah. just great at this time of year because that's a theater that you want to go to when it's dark because it looks cool from the outside. Mm-hmm. It's got all that neon outside, and it's really neat. And the inside, I mean, the you know, it's a it's very like traditional, a theater classic theater. venue. You yeah. know, yeah, um, yeah. I'll, so, do you remember we saw the Buzzcocks across from the Fox Theater at that uh, town club? Oh yeah, yeah. We it was a smaller uh, club, right? Yeah, it was, it was really, really small. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to tie back in some Buzzcocks. <laughs> yeah, tie back to that. And then we, yeah, we saw people lining up for a show at the Fox Theater. I remember yeah. that. I forgot who was playing that night, but. Um, but yeah, I think that's one of my favorite. It was a good show. That's I mean, we've very we've seen show. Arctic Monkeys a co- you know so many times, Se- several times, I, several I, times. I don't think. Uh, You've seen them every album. I don't think I've seen them every every album. Oh, every album. Yeah. But, I mean, at this type, uh, point in their career, I think seeing that, uh, seeing them play these different songs, and it, it caught me really off guard because I had no idea what they were going to play. Yeah. And I really enjoy their their latest record, AM, and I, I'm glad they played, you know, obviously, some songs off of that. So. Uh, cool. Yeah, that's Good my shit. number three. I love right it. I love it. I'll completely agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, my, my number three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Someone we sadly lost this year, David Bowie. Uh, unbelievable uh, career, to be honest. I mean, I will say that although I, I've, I, I, I truly love David Bowie's music, I must confess for the last few years I thought he did a load of shit, to be honest. Tin Machine and stuff like that, I wasn't really impressed. But you've heard Let's Dance, uh, and that, that album was around 1983, 1984, and he toured on the Serious Moonlight tour, and it was, it was, everything he'd done to that point was brilliant. This was another one of those great pop albums, and and he, I never forget, we were in, I think it was Birmingham, and the show opened with Station to Station, which has this kind of swooshing synthesizer sound that goes from the left speaker to the right speaker, and it's so much more pronounced when you're in a massive place and it's it's so loud and it just goes like it's just it's like a train crossing the room in front of you it's really amazing and that's that song is the you know the return of the thin white duke that song cool song great way to start and and that whole that whole the the musicians you know uh uh, uh, uh tony thompson uh, on drums from chic uh niall rogers from chic playing guitar robert fripp uh, you know, just an unbelievable guy who collaborated with Eno and just a, an amazing guitarist. All these guys were like, he had the musicians that were just top of the game people mm-hmm. playing the full breadth of his catalog that was just amazing. So uh, it was a, it was a, uh, the only time I saw David Bowie live and it was a lifetime dream of mine to see him live. Uh, uh, he's one of the people that I would have loved to have met and spent like a couple of hours, you know, drinking a couple of beers or something while he smoked Marlboros all the time. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, seeing him on that tour was just it was really amazing. That was really like a highlight uh, of a gig. You know, yeah. one of those things where you just come away from there just feeling like you just, you know, you just had that magic dust sprinkled all over you, and it was like I'm in Field of Dreams or some shit like that. You know, it was like it, it was amazing. So great show. That's cool. Yeah, Manchester, I think it was actually Manchester. Yeah, yes. or somewhere. One of those northern towns. Well, yeah, one of those places. In <laughs> so that was my number three. Again, not in any order, but yeah. yeah. Right on. Cool show. So that brings us to number two. two. Um, I have two of my quickly whisper uh, what your number oh, one is. Oh, man. I'm trying to think now. Which ones do we have? Oh, I had... Uh, 
fantastic. I believe the microphone picked that up, but that's yes. okay. And you know, uh, her I too. could hear it. That'll be our number one with no yeah. surprise. But so for number two, we're going to talk about the last shadow puppets at the film war, um, which you, you dropped us off at. Um, right. It's a fantastic show. It's a great um, show dude. And uh, I mean, they came in, they've, they'd only played two American shows up to that point, one in New York, one in LA and, and we missed them. But that was our soundtrack while we were in England. So getting to see those songs live and uh, and the new album is, you know, it's not as good or iconic as that first one, but it's, there's a lot of good songs on there. Miracle Liner is really great. Um, but uh, so getting to see all that stuff and yeah, not get, they've only played two shows, right? So it's like, uh, you know, we get this opportunity. Yeah. And how many how many years it's been? It's like been they came out in 2008. So eight years. Eight, yeah. So it's been a couple of years. They haven't played live together because they've been in their separate bands, you know, Arctic yeah. Monkeys. And then is it Miles Kane? I guess his solo project or whatever so and every time you get to see alex turner on stage he's progressed further into a front man into a showman um to the point of almost being obnoxious like you know he's I very almost prefer uh, the sweater wearing he's like, very elvis like uh, he's got he's like very elvis like yeah, yeah. um kind of like the way he uh kind of moves that's around. interesting though do, do you not think that happens with with a, a lot of guys as they get more confidence Oh, absolutely. Uh, they, sometimes they, they, they reach a, like a super cool level and then they kind of flip over and become total douchebags like uh, Bono or Sting. Right. You know, who were very cool early on in their career, but I think turned out, and then they suddenly be, think that they're super intelligent because people are always agreeing Tell with them, yeah. everything. And they become, you know, like the spokesperson for tantric sex or something like Sting. <laughs> or whatever happens to that guy? He wrote Roxanne and all those great songs. And now he's just singing about fields of gold or something. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because there was a, uh, what magazine was it? Like Q or something like that. That was interviewing Arctic monkeys. And yeah. they asked Alex Turner, has it gone to your head? He's like, of course it's fucking gone to my head. <laughs> like, wouldn't it go to yours? And right. like, I think, you know, at least that's kind of cool that he's honest about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, I, I still like how they're still independent though. I think they're on Domino, which is the same. Yeah. Label. yeah same label as uh, Arctic monkeys. So they're completely independent. They still support that type of, um, you know, they have 100% control over what they're doing and where they want to, you know, tour and all that. So, um, which is very admirable, I think, for for bands to keep doing that as successful as they are, too, as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, that was a great show, dude. It was a good show. We they played all the, drunk. the, yeah, they played the Meeting Place, one of my favorite songs. It's, yeah, yeah it's a good song. I love that song. Um, cool. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. So, uh, number, number two. two. Even though these are in no particular order, I'm getting to a couple of ones that I think are like, you know. The core, like the, the, the ones you're really. I, when I, yeah, when I, I mean, I, there's been so many I can tell you right now, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to preface this by saying I'm going to do a little Sean Day, Joey Parati cheating in a bit. Okay. <laughs> I would do like a 1A and a 1B. Yeah, that's totally fine. But uh, <laughs> uh, Sean knows this is a band that, I, that I, I really love to watch, and I still listen to their music now, The Jam. Um, and I, show, I saw them at uh, the, the Polytechnic, uh, another part of the university building. Uh, and and it, I think that's really interesting that, that when I go back and look at some of the greatest gigs that I saw, there were these students' union kind of subsidized venues uh, where, where all these bands would play and they were cool. This was a fairly small place, I would say, you know, size-wise, probably like the downstairs of the Warfield, that kind of size. And, uh, you know, the Jam were probably uh, only a couple of years older than we were. 
and uh, you know we'd we'd heard their music, uh, but then we were seeing them live, and it it was so packed in this place. It, we were just you know wedged in. The 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 excitement, uh, the anger, uh, and the you know just kind of like Paul Weller was he was a, a an angry young man, you know. But the songs that he sang were just amazing. The 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 vocals, the way he delivered them, he, everything was just amazing. And they were a three piece band, uh, but still managed to uh, you know generate all this energy. And and you kind of got caught up in the moment, you know. You were there. This was a band that was speaking to the things that were important to your generation. Uh, they were talking about the you know the problems that you'd face, uh, and, and there they were playing music. That was the other thing as well. I think we all came away from all these gigs when we were younger, just thinking, "Oh shit, those guys could do it. We could do that too." Mm-hmm. And that spawned a whole group of, of bands that formed at the time, including some that, that I was in that evidently didn't turn out to be very successful. But we had a great time doing it. Yeah. So the jam. Uh, you know, I could listen to all Mod Cons, uh, that album, every day for the rest of my life, I'm telling you. There are some of those songs on there are just amazing. That Tube Station, you know, is just one of those songs that just gives me goosebumps when I listen to it. So amazing stuff. And, and, and the, they were just a great live band. Very tight, you know, kind of like they toured uh, a fair amount. So they were, they were really nice and tight and just good songs, to be honest. Great songs that, you know. That's a, you can't go to a great gig and not have great songs. That makes it so. Yeah, absolutely. And and we've seen Paul Weller together. Yeah. yeah. Which he's uh you know he's amazing. He's a. Uh, it's very soulful as uh, as his music's progressed. You know he's kind of gotten to the. I mean they were they were a, they were a mod band. Yeah. The Jam. They, they were they were they were in the punk era, but they were kind of the first band that was starting to define themselves as mods. And I think the music that they looked back to was, you know, the, the, the Kinks and the Yardbirds and those 60s kind of, you know, mod bands with, with a very soulful uh, kind of feel to them. You know, I mean, a lot of the stuff that came out from, from that mod era, although there was all that scar and stuff, there was a lot of soul music as well. So cool stuff. That was my number two. That's a good right one. on. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, this you brings us number to one. Number, number one. one. Um, so this is Big Secret. It's a big secret. No one knows no what one this knows one what is. Yes. Was if they were <laughs> ten minutes ago. Well, we were. I guess we we're talking. Uh, we both went to Outside Lands, which is a. It was a three day festival. Three day festival in Golden Gate Park, Golden Gate Park, San, San Francisco, Francisco. two thousand eleven. Eleven. Yeah. Uh, man, it was like three days of music. So there was a bunch of bands we saw that time, but we did meet. Bands. We did meet uh, Mick, Mick Jones. Jones. That was pretty cool. Yes. Um, I w- we were walking. It was they utilize all of Golden Gate Park, and you know you traverse through like the back wooded areas, and they have set up different little chocolate shops and little hipster fucking joints. And um, we're walking, and the only motherfucker in a pinstripe suit is in front of us, and I fucking grabbed you by the backpack, and I went like what? that. And I was like. Fucking Mick Jones. Jones. I was like, you got to talk to him because I'm not a nice person. And uh, and thankfully you did. So you're like Mr. Jones. And he wouldn't touch our hands. He wouldn't shake hands with us. He just kept going, you're very kind. You're very kind. <laughs> um, hey, man, London Calling's in my top five. You're very kind. Um, and dude looks like he's pushing 90 and he's 50. Yeah, like he, he doesn't look, yeah, he's he's not worn so well. No. Um, but yeah, and then later we had to go ask for a picture because we Oh yeah! Didn't want to like be rude and ask for a picture in the moment, so we waited <laughs> to be rude <laughs> later. 
I um, mean, we, we wouldn't have recognized that uh, Mick Jones if it wasn't for Michael Day here because he got me into The Clash. So, and I'm sure you've seen The Clash a bunch of times live, which we never really had the opportunity. We, we saw Big Audio Dynamite, which was yes. uh, Mick Jones' band at the time. And then I think they're still going, I'm sure. We saw Arctic Monkeys, OK, Arctic Go. Monkeys, okay Go. I yeah. saw The Roots. I think you saw The Black Keys. But, no, I, we saw The Roots. Yeah. You came yeah. with me? Black Keys the were the, yeah, the other stage. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think we, we we all split at that time. Yeah. Um, um, God, Dead Mal 5. Um, it's a band Fantagram, which you guys have seen. Yeah, I saw yeah. them play for the first time. Yeah, there. they're really good. They opened up really early. They're like one of the earlier bands, which is like those day those day long festivals. It's yeah, it's insane because you kind of have to plan it out. You kind of have to go. They supported Muse when we saw them. Oh yeah, yeah. and we saw Muse. We yeah, saw Muse. Silence. They, they had um, the saw John Fogerty. That's right. We saw yeah. a lot of cool shit cool band. at that show. Yeah. And um, what, yeah. what, what year was that? Twenty eleven. My brother's been the last two or three years. Yeah, it's it's down to like two days now, right? No, it's three days. Still three days. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. good. So that's, kind of, that's kind of interesting. So 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 your number one ties to my number one. Well, let's hear it. Because my number one is the Clash. Ah, there you yeah. go. There you go. And uh, I uh, I saw them a number of times, but the top rank in Sheffield, which was a pretty decent size uh, venue, uh, they played there, and uh, I mean it's. You know, I was describing earlier the jam, kind of their their attitude, if you like, and 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 their musicianship. I mean, the Clash were a well-oiled machine even early on in their career, and you know, uh, those songs from from the first album, you know, uh, 1977, Janie Jones, you know, Complete Control. That whole album was just unbelievable you know and 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 i think it that was a, a you know that really spoke to a generation of kids who were disenfranchised from you know stadium rock and all that kind of stuff and it said hey it, you know it, it's it's not a it, you can you can dislike the police you can you can resent your government you can do all these things uh, and and i think what we all learned was that punk rock wasn't really about wearing you know, weird clothes or anything like that, or putting a you know a, a dustbin plastic bag on. Uh, it was about your attitude and and and, and kind of your values in some respects. And so I think you know the Clash were 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 also one of those bands that kind of got better and aged really well. Like to be honest, and, and you you may disagree, but you know after that first album, the second album, give them enough rope. It was like how could it be that good? It's really good. Safe European Home. Safe European Homes is great, but it's like it had to age first because when it came out, we were all like, what happened to The Clash? You know, it's like they yeah. got almost like a little bit safe, you know? And then, you know, uh, and then they come out with, you know, like Combat Rock, uh, which is and like their way of getting out of the, I think, the record deal by releasing, you know, like a 50 vinyl thing to, to, to get out of that deal. <laughs> And you're like, what's going on here? And then they release London Calling. And you're like, okay, the, uh, you know, the only band that matters. Yeah. You know, it, that is just, like, if you bookend a career with London Calling in 1977, you, you're a band, you know? I mean, like, the, and so live, they were just raw and tremendously uh, awesome to watch. And, and, you were in a crowd that was packed so tight that it didn't matter what you wanted to do. You did what everybody around you was doing. 
So, you know, there was the pole going, going on. Uh, the Clash, did, you know, there should be a lot of spitting at shows back then. It was kind of a thing that people used to spit at people. And I've seen some <laughs> bands just get caked in spit. <laughs> which is disgusting to be honest yeah I'm so, that, but, I'm so glad that's a thing right. yeah, 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 you right. did yeah. <laughs> like, I'd probably do that at a Kanye West concert but, but the Clash never really got that because they got respect you know uh, and, and it was like and they were, they were they were so cool that was the other thing I mean you know like they dressed cool they had those really like cool shirts with stuff that you didn't really know what it meant, but you had to go and look for it. And you kind of thought that maybe they were like a bit smarter than they really were. And I think guys like Paul Simon was like a complete dope, you know. <laughs> you could like, and then, uh, but they were exciting, and 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 you you wanted to to see them again, and you wanted to hear more of their music. And so, uh, you know, I think that they were probably one of the best bands to come out of that genre of music. Um, and probably have one of the, you know, and again, I could still listen to 1977 every single day. Uh, that's how much I love that album. And it just gives me like a, a little smile when I hear, you know, the first part of White Riot come on. I just think, oh, what a great song that is. It's like two minutes and 30 seconds. It's yeah, just like, perfect. it's just right on it the whole time. So that would be, you know, my number one, both, uh, you know, out of this five, but, yeah. but probably like out of all. Uh, that would be it. But then I did say I was going to cheat. You did. You guys, do another. Yeah. So, you, you know, I listen to the podcast. Sometimes I know you have this kind of problem where you're like, <laughs> especially Joey's like, usually, yeah. Yeah. man. Yeah. Like, I had to think about this one. Like, split this one. Yeah, it's it's gonna like, be I, I was listening to the beard one and you suddenly like went off. You had five people listening and then you had completely changed it. Like, <laughs> Fuck yeah, that. Five directors. Yeah, here we go. So, uh, you know, I'll tell you, uh, you guys played in a band. Uh, with Andrew and right. Simon, blind so, issues represent. <laughs> later on, the pilots. So I, so I got to see. So I got to see all your all your gigs. Uh, pretty right. much. Thank you for coming to all them. Thank you for setting them up. Yeah. Setting them up and getting so, this equipment. So so that was really cool for me because uh, you know I got to see you grow uh, and and do some really really cool shows. And I think probably one of, one of the ones that I, that I enjoyed uh, the most is when you played at Twelve Galaxies. We were just down in the mission right now, and I was thinking that's right on the next block yeah, yeah. from where we were. But the Twelve Galaxies shows was was funny for a couple of reasons. Uh, number one, I don't know if you remember this, but we had to go early in the afternoon uh, to sound check. Uh, but because it was a an eighteen and over club or twenty one and over club, uh, you guys couldn't stay there. So so I had to kind of stay and look after all the gear while you went home. Uh, You'd been upstairs in the green room and came down and to tell me that you thought the reggae band were smoking weed up there, which they sure were. <laughs> so I had a few beers while you were gone, and by the time you got back, I think I was pretty toasted. And uh, but that was a really really fun gig. I mean, you played Being responsible. You played really good. At, I've listened to some of the video, and I'm in the background just going like. Well, just fun. sound like we, some we were doing uh, Emergenza, which yes. was like yeah. a battle of the bands, yeah. local battle of bands. Man, that, was, that that might be our best show of all time. It was great. That uh, night. You was, know, plus, I think you, you'd also reached a point where you were writing uh, really uh, more complex songs. You know, yeah. like like uh, how old uh, were we doing? Generation Jasper. Yeah, and, we were uh, seven, 16, 17. Yeah, yeah. Just, we had just written uh, this, this always, always happens. happens. Yeah, yeah, that was a new one at that point. We'll attach a link to so those. Yeah, so you those, guys listen to old music from us. Those those were all really cool uh, songs and everything. But I think that that gig, you know, like. 
like it was like you had a good sound system. It was a good venue. Oh yeah, it was a and good the crowd. Crowd, crowd was really shit. fun. People uh, coming out to see other bands, and yeah. they you know, they get to see yeah. you know some other music too. And yeah. and like we still had that thing where we were kids. So people are like oh, yeah. a bunch of fucking kids oh, on the stage. Kids, like, yeah. like, those are fucking oh, kids, you know. Especially, like, especially Simon. Adorable. Especially <laughs> Simon, my younger brother oh, yeah. Simon, because yeah. he and then he got to he stage dive. He stage yeah. dive. There's still a pro, there is still a video out there on yeah, YouTube. Just, where he if, does he, that. if you just yeah Google, if you Google it, we'll he's wearing like a, a triple XL white T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was yeah he was killer. So, so those were, you know those were all great shows that you guys did, but I think that one is one that kind of stands out. I remember me and your dad uh, Joey stood there just kind of like beaming you know like we were like uh, well, well literally proud parents uh but it was kind of cool you know and that was uh th- those are those are good moments when you have stuff like that so that was uh that's my one b you weren't the clash but you made it to the same <laughs> that's, pretty fucking, that's pretty that's awesome. naked, yeah Holy shit. right i'm honored yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I guess, you know, thank you for being so supportive of our music and, you know, always, always. So, you know, that's what I'm, you know, we still play, you know, as, as much as we can together. And, you know, that's, uh, you know, a gift that you've given me, Dad, for yeah. sure. So, yeah. um, but I mean, years of lessons of just, you know, how to how to handle yourself after a show or how to handle yourself on stage and, you know, just kind of how to how to carry yourself as a band and yeah. And, it was yeah Work for, as for how band. young we were. Yeah, uh, it was a good uh, way to get that experience of like. Yeah, was, you, know. I, you know, I was just telling somebody uh, the other day as we drove past Pier Thirty Nine about when you played at Pier Thirty Nine. Oh, fuck, I forgot about that. That's right. That, that, that was really funny. And if if you don't mind, I'll just share that story as well. Yeah, why not? This is uh, my day. On <laughs> this the is podcast a, this right is now, a, so. yeah. This will be like the five Hot hour Mike. podcast. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, here's another story. Though. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so Pier Thirty Nine, uh, they have a, a spot where musicians can play it generally it's like either the guy with the you know the pan pipes or whatever yeah whatever playing. trendy world music was going on playing some kind of crazy you know new age jazz thing or whatever so uh, we arrived and i think he thought i was one of the band members <laughs> so as i start pulling the stuff out he, he was kind of giving me a bit of shit saying you know uh oh you're the people taking my one hour spot in the middle of my day you know so i can't sell my cds or whatever and I was like, oh, no, no, I'm not in the band. And I pointed back to you guys. And he went, oh, those kids? And he kind of started laughing. And I was like, oh, okay, you know. So he was not really that cool. You know, usually the musicians are a bit more, hey, it's good seeing that. It's cool, really man. Nice. Yeah, it's good. Kids playing. So yeah. uh, we got set up and everything. And then I remember you guys start playing and drew a huge crowd of people. We put down the one of the amplifier uh, uh, boxes and people started chucking money in there. And I think we made like 450 bucks in, in an hour. And he was pissed as all hell then. <laughs> he was just like, well, those little kids grabbed my, stole my glory. And I didn't get to sell any of my horrible CDs for an hour. So uh, that was a, that was a really fun. That was fun, dude. I remember, was I remember Ryan Kelly, one of our old friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, uh, he was like watching. He usually came to all our shows, I'm sure. But yeah, he like chucked his wallet. I think he like yeah. grabbed his wallet yeah. and then like chucked it in there just to, right. get yeah, it to get it going. Yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> but it was it was uh that was kind of a, that was a great experience. I wish we could yeah. do that again, actually. That would that'd be, be fun. really I don't I know think, if they'd ever do that for I just think adults. I just think adults. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah, like for example, we're supposed to get like a two million dollar liability permit. insurance. Yeah, li- or liability. Yeah. And I called him up and said, Look, these are kids, they can't afford a insurance policy for two million dollars, which you couldn't. Yeah. Uh but that yeah, that was so back to that point, I think you know, you guys were like super professional 
rolled in, sat down, played nice and tight, well rehearsed. Yeah. You know, and and, and I think that it, it shows a level of respect to your public. You know, oh, absolutely. if you if you come in there and you're kind of sloppy. And that's what I always got out of bands like The Clash and The Jam was it's like you never kind of went there and said, oh, they were, they were really off tonight. They were on all the time. You know, it's like they were so tight. And, and maybe there were a few mistakes in there, but you were so caught up in it, you would, you know, you yeah. just let it go. It was like it was, a, it was a nuance to the performance that probably enhanced it. So, you know, good I, stuff. I got to ask since, um, you know, with the topic and everything, and I've been thinking about the Ramones a lot. Yeah. I can't remember if you said you were at the nineteen seventy, the July 4th show in England. Were you at that show? I don't think I was at that show, but I have seen I did see them back in England, and, you know, they were just uh, really, really amazing. Uh, they were, you know, they were really one of the bands. Not a lot of American bands got a lot of respect early on in the, in the punk stuff, because I think uh, they, a lot of the, tr- the punk bands came a little bit later. But some of the bands that really influenced punk music came from America, like, you know, Iggy and the Stooges and, and MC5 and people like that. So th- those were big influences on, on bands of that time. And I think, uh, you know, the Ramones, I mean, I can just remember seeing them and just, they just blasted song after song without stopping. And all you heard in between was just that one, two, three, four, and boom, they're on the next song. So I, I saw them, <laughs> I, I saw them at uh, another university building, I think, just above Pond Street, which was where the station was in Sheffield, with a, a buddy of mine called Ian Makinson. I rode there on the back of his motorcycle. And he was a really square guy, but he had all the Ramones uh, stuff, and, and so we used to sit and listen to that stuff. So Nice. Cool stuff. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your list with us. Uh, this has been really one of the one of the better ones, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, I think we've been just waiting for an opportunity to to sit you down and uh, we have been. Yeah, have you? Especially this is a great great opportunity. While you know we're we're all here and uh, you know I'm visiting from Los Angeles for Thanksgiving. And yeah. yeah, we're so, all in the same room together. We're all in the same room together. It's fantastic. So, cool. Thanks, um, guys. Thank yeah, you. So course. if you'd like to stick around, uh, we like to do a little uh, share time. We like to share. A uh, piece of media or a local thing that we want to rep or whatever. Um, just a quick little, hey, here's something that's not related to our list, and then and then we can we can wrap it up. Um, but we like to call this uh, the sex effects share time with the sex effects. So, yeah, with um, the sex effects. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mr. Day, do you have anything, or do you want to wait and like think for a second? They'd yeah. like to share. Yeah, we just went down to the Mission District earlier, and we were at Mateo's uh, Taqueria. And had the bomb, La Mission Taco, which is steak and shrimp. It's kind of like Benny Harness. Somebody just wraps it on a little thing and then it's puts like a some surfing, sour cream on it. Right? Yeah. It is so good. And with a with a Mexican Coke, which if you don't drink those glass bottles of Coke, they have the real sugar. Made in Mexico, it has the real sugar. So it's just like a. I'm a Coke fanatic. When you don't want to sit you coca-cola yeah you want to clarify yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that, that uh, stuff in the bottle you know yeah. the uh but you know when it, it, like when people say when i ask for a coke and they go pepsi okay i say no you know i don't because you have okay. standards I got, i'm a coke guy and so the mexican coca-cola drink is super delicious and uh mateo's just a cool little spot yeah there's a lot of nice uh little places to eat around yeah. there in the mission district yeah so um, that's i'll share that for those yeah, some food thank you sean 
Uh, not much. I'm just, I just want to say since it's in the light of Thanksgiving, I'm really thankful for being here and, and being able to see my family and, and of course my friend Joey here, which we do this podcast. Now we're going to be doing it every week and it's insane to, to be doing this now. Um, you know, spending the time and, you know, visiting each other and everything. So I'm uh, really excited. And, uh, my family and I, were going to beach bank at Babylon, which is a show tonight, yeah. tonight in San Francisco. So I'm really it should be, it's a, it's, it's really cool. So the, it's a little theater show, but it's, uh, more of a review, uh, and it's topical. So they continually rewrite it. It's got some core components. I think that are always there, but they continually rewrite it to, yeah. to have current events in. So I'm sure there'll be some Donald Trump stuff in Paul, there. Political. Some Kanye. Because yeah. It's some Kanye. yeah, because it's Christmas. I know they've at yeah. least got the dancing Christmas trees in there and a few other things like that. And I think in, in addition to the golden gate bridge hat that that woman wears, they also have a giant Christmas decorated golden gate bridge thing. So it should yeah, be pretty interesting. Pretty, it seems Excellent. like a pretty elaborate show and, uh, I don't, you know, I don't get often to go out and see shows, yeah. especially with the family. So, and your your mother's been dying to see this one for again for a while. So. Yeah, I remember she always talks about it, and I'm glad I get to see it with you guys tonight. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's what we're doing, and then I'm just visiting for a couple of days, so I'm like happy to be here. And we had the feast yesterday, and uh, you know, all the family members and everything. So, yeah, super right. excited, super excited. Right? But, huh? How about you, Joe? Um, so, I just I'm. Of course, thankful that you're you're here. We're all here together. But I'm also thankful for Showtime. Um, <laughs> Drop in the shows. We didn't get the chance to talk about what Westworld. We did. We have all our. <laughs> we should do like a episodes. special episode of uh, yeah. once the season uh, finale, finale yeah. hits. Good call. Um, but I'm talking about a reality TV show. I don't usually like reality TV, but I do like my reality TV <laughs> when gigolos are involved. This <laughs> show is on Showtime After Dark. And I put it on just to be funny and, and annoy Christine. And, uh, well, we started watching it, and it's fascinating. It What's is, the show called? It's called Gigolos. Gigolos. Okay. And it follows four or five uh, working gigolos in Nevada, in Las in Vegas. Nevada, okay. And um, it follows them, you know, on their Literally. day-to-day. And, yeah. It follows them. It does follow them. They are boning <laughs> chicks in the guys right there filming. And, uh, and it's not always um, people that you want to see. Right. It's not always uh, it's not always pretty, and uh, but it is always entertaining and hilarious. There's one dude uh, named Brace, not Bryce, Brace. Brace. <laughs> uh, he's he's the old timer of the group. And see, when I found it, only season six was up, and I'm embarrassed. Oh, so been six seasons. There's been show? six seasons. I'm embarrassed to admit we binged the sixth season in one sitting. <laughs> Um, so one Sunday good, morning. That is, uh, you, know, you, never wanna, you should never admit to stuff like that. <laughs> on a Sunday morning. Yeah. And uh, so, things. so we were like, we were bummed when it ended, you know? It was so good. And um, the whole sixth season is about Brace realizing he's, I got to get out of the game, man. And the season finale comes and he tells everyone, I'm quitting. He's crying. They're like, hey, man, we'll stay, still hang out. And he's like, it just, it won't be the same. And I'm like, why? <laughs> Why won't it be? The- anyway, I'll be banging chicks and not getting paid for it. I click on Showtime last night, and all six seasons are up. So um, I'm just watching them backwards. Like we started yeah. the first season, and uh, and this motherfucker Brace is still in the first episode of the first season. He's like, I'm getting too old for this shit. It's like took you six seasons to get yeah, um, to do. You're complaining about the same shit for six seasons, but um, anyway, it's really entertaining. Not for like the pervy sexual aspects, but it really is entertaining and wrong hilarious. wrong yes but also right and um, so i hope you guys check that wrong. out and have a laugh um yeah 
Yeah, I, I've, I've seen enjoy it. It is, it is, it's kind of like too bizarre to not be funny. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's almost like it, jackass. It's like four, it's like, it was like four guys who uh, you look at them and a couple of them, at least you think, Oh, that guy could probably swing both ways to be honest. <laughs> and you know, and they're super, they're super, uh, they're kind of like quasi not that great looking. No, they look like marionettes. Yeah. Especially Jimmy. Yeah. They, yeah. They look like, uh, you know, they, they kind of look like, uh, yeah, like uh, they've had plastic surgery and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. and and then of course, as, as you just said, the 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 customers, uh, they're 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 kind of escorts, is what they really are. But yeah. I think they hold everybody knows up front that when you hire the guy, he's not holding your arm and helping you cross the street. You know, he's going to give you the old in out and out, yeah, <laughs> shake it all about, <laughs> and. So the so the other thing, the even more bizarre thing is that they have these women who come in and uh, and like you know I come, I came to Las Vegas and I want a you know I want to get boned, and I'm like so you're paying this guy all you gotta do is just sit down at any bar in any casino and 500 guys will buy you a drink. But this empowers them. Yeah, because they're in control. Yeah. So so here's the thing, like don't be in the house watching it. When someone's going to walk in on you, because it looks kind of weird. Oh, yeah. So you have to prep people and let them know. Material. Watch yeah. it with a loved one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> not, your, not your mother. Yeah. Oh, well, I think... I guess we're going to get on that one. <laughs> on yeah. that note, I think yeah. this was an excellent yeah. show, and we seriously want to thank you so much for, for spending an hour sitting down with us and, and going through your list, and uh, this was great. Um is there any place, do you have work online? Do you, would you like anyone to like come find you on Facebook or anything like that? I mean, I'm on Facebook, uh, and uh, if you can't find me on Facebook, uh, then you don't find me on Facebook. I don't really have Instagram or any of that stuff. I'm a bit older than you guys, so you know, only can manage one social media thing <laughs> at a time. And uh, yeah, if you want to find me, you'll find me. Excellent. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, uh, I've been Sean Day. <laughs> I've been <laughs> uh, Sean Day Music uh, .net is my website, and then I have Instagram at Sean Day Music. And Joey, where can we find you? Find me on Instagram at uh, Jay Pro- Joey Prodi, and you can follow my blog at uh, jprodi89.wordpress.com. I put up a little um, wish list of uh, things that I'm thankful for yesterday. I wrote a special oh, cool. thankful cool. list. So um, you can you can check I'll have to add that to that my out. list of uh, blogs I like to <laughs> to, to, to peruse. <laughs> I mean, you won't like it. It's, <laughs> but it's, it's, all, it's all good. Um, anyway, thank you so much for, for joining us. Thank you so much for listening in. If you are, I don't know if we have people listening, but uh, we do appreciate it if you do. Um, until next time, I'm Joey Prati. I'm Sean Day. And I'm Mike Day. We're the sex effects. Thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) I'm rich, (laughs) Biatch. Excellent.